We've been in our series on prayer. And our foundational scripture, and I'm going to read it in the New King James and the Amplified both. But foundational scripture is out of Luke 18 and verse 1. And it says, Then he spoke a parable to them that men ought always to pray and not lose heart. The Amplified says that it takes... Uh, the Amplified says... What does the Amplified say? <clears throat> I didn't put it in there. Jesus told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not turn coward, faint, lose heart, and give up. Said we, should, we ought always to pray. In our series, we've been talking about that real prayer is connection with God. And tonight, <clears throat> I'm going to give you a lot of different examples of ways that I pray. I'm just going to talk to you tonight about how I pray and how I hear God. You cannot pray if you don't hear God. Men ought always to pray, always. In other words, have an attitude of prayer, have an awareness of God in their life. Men ought always to pray and not faint and lose heart, not turn coward. You know, I, I, I don't want to be afraid of anything in life. And listen to me. Uh, everybody look at me when I say this. We were created for times like this. We were created to do what? To walk by faith and not by what we see and how we feel. Not by other reports. To walk by faith and not by sight. You have to have information because we have to obey the laws of the land. You have to have somewhat of information. But I'm just telling you now, if you're meditating on everything that the news is putting out there, you're going to live in fear. There's no way. There's no way not to live in fear. I'm not saying that, it, that, it's, that there's not some difficulties in what we're facing today, things that we're, that we're having to deal with at the moment. Yeah, but we walk by faith in God and not by what we see and how we feel. Men ought always to stay connected to God at all times so that we don't turn coward. And I'm just going to talk to you. I've just got just a few passages of Scripture, but about a half a dozen examples of ways that I pray that I hear God. I'm just talking about myself personally. And when I say that, most of the time it's my wife and I because of the way we pray and the way we believe God in things. Um, so, <clears throat> I want to read this verse in uh, John 15, in verse 15. Jesus said, No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I've called you friends. And that word right there, that word friend, that's what he called us. We have to have an attitude of servanthood, but he didn't call us servants. He called us friends. And watch this. I've called you friends for all things that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. All the things that he, has, that he heard from the Father is what he declared to us. So, when Jesus prayed, he heard things from the Father. 
when you pray, you hear things from God. You can't pray without hearing from God. You can't pray effectively and your prayers change the world and change circumstances and situations if you don't hear from God. Now, um, so one day I was, I woke up in the morning, this is probably, this may have been 20 years ago. I woke up one morning and I was headed to Burnett, Texas. Burnett? Burn it. Darn it. I was headed to Burnett, Texas, and I was going to meet my pastor, Pastor John Holler. I was meeting him there. We were going to have breakfast, and we were going to talk about some things, Just in, and we, we did that on a regular basis for a lot of years. And so we were headed to Burnett, and when I woke up that morning, I knew what time I had to leave to meet him there because we were exactly halfway. He was coming from Dallas. I was coming from Kerrville, and we were about, when we, it was going to take us both about two and a half hours to get to burn it. And um, I'm getting ready, and I heard this. I heard this. Don't leave yet. How did I hear that? I don't know, because... I've only heard something like that maybe, maybe a dozen times in my 40-plus years of salvation. Maybe that, probably not that many have I heard God say what He said. He didn't say, don't go. He said, don't leave yet. I, I mean, I, I can hear it today like I heard it then. Don't leave yet. I don't know. I called Pastor John. I said, you know what? This is really strange. Because, see, if most of the time that we hear people say things like what I'm saying right now, your mind goes, eh. To this day, there are times that my mind will go, I didn't say in here, my mind will go, eh. Because, because hearing God is thrown around, it's flippant. You know, people, people kind of, it's become common. We just say, well, God said. You know, God, God told me this and he said this. And then, you know, two weeks later he changed his mind. I mean, we look like we serve a schizo God, right? That he's one way, one day tells us one thing and he changes his mind all the time. So when you say something like you heard God, uh, sometimes, you know, but I know I heard God. I know. He said, don't leave yet. I called Pastor John. I said, that's what I heard. He said, well, he didn't say don't come. And I didn't think about that till Pastor John said it that morning. I still remember that. He said, he didn't say don't come. He just said don't leave yet. I said, you're right. He said, you call me when you feel at peace and you feel like you can leave. Fifteen minutes later, fifteen minutes later, I knew in my heart, I was released to go. I called him back. I said, sounds really, really strange. 
I was ready. I got my car. I drove. And I get to Marble Falls, and I'm driving through Marble Falls, and Marble Falls to Burnett's about, what, 10 miles, something like that, 10, 12 miles. And about five miles from Burnett, there's a big, long line of cars, huge line of cars. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, you know. I stop, and as I'm getting closer to what the problem is, I can tell it's a wreck. And when I pass by, it was the most horrific wreck I've ever seen in my life, bar none. There were three vehicles. I found out later there were three vehicles. You couldn't tell there were three vehicles, but there were three vehicles involved in this. One of them was a semi, and you could tell partly it, was, it had burned. But the other two vehicles, you couldn't even tell what they were. And there were like, if I remember right now, there were nine people that died, and everybody died in all three vehicles. And as I'm sitting in line and I'm watching that from in here, I don't know what the words were, I don't know how it came to me, but that's why I told you not to leave yet. Now, I want to say something about that, because I've told this story before, and I've had, I've had a, a number of people come and ask me, why didn't God, why did God do for you and didn't do for those other people? And, I, and the only answer I had was, I heard him. I heard him. I mean, to this day, I know I heard him. And maybe he spoke to those other people. And maybe they didn't listen. And, 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 and sometimes, you know, if, if I think that I'm really special because I was spared in that situation right there. And some people say, well, you know, you don't know. Maybe it wouldn't have been. Whatever. I just know what I heard, and I know what I saw, and then I know what I knew. And, I, and I've, I've been able to, I can tell that story. Like I said, it was 20-something years ago. But I heard him. I can just say that Probably not a dozen times in the last 44 or 5 years, whatever, however long I've been saved, however long that's been, it probably hasn't been a dozen times that I've heard something like that. Because there's something else involved in hearing God that is the norm. And it's the still small witness of the Holy Spirit within us. And it's not always a don't go, don't do this. It's not always that. But it's just a knowing that something is right or it's not right because you ask him. In this 15th verse of John 15, he said, he said, for all things that I Heard from my Father, I've made known to you. In John 14, one chapter over, in the 24th verse, Jesus said, He who does not love me does not keep my words. 
And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I've spoken to you while being present with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. What I know is this. The only reason that I could hear God say, don't leave yet, is because all my born-again life, I've saturated myself with the teaching of the Word, the meditation of the Word, the confession of the Word, so that when I needed to hear His Word, when I needed to hear Him say, I was accustomed to His voice. God knew that because I've developed that relationship with Him through His Word. If you don't develop your relationship with God through the Word of God, you're not sensitive to His voice, to His nudgings, to His urgings, to His leadings in your life. You're not. And, 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 and the, the issue with that is that being a doer of the Word on a day-to-day -day basis can sometimes get boring. Not really when you realize what you're doing, but especially in the beginnings and, and even in the first number of years that you're, you're in this thing and you're developing this in your life, it, it can sometimes get monotonous and seem boring and seem like it's not producing. But I'm just telling you right now, in the world we're living in and the times we're living in and what we're experiencing on planet Earth right now, there's no greater time than right now to be able to hear Him, to know Him, to know His dealings and His nudgings. We were created for this time, to live in this time. When everybody, when so many people are in fear, I, I, I mean, I'm sure many of you had the same thing, but I mean, this week I've had just been inundated with phone calls, with people that want to talk, not just for 15 minutes. And the reason they want to talk is because they're freaking out, but they don't want to admit it. And they want to talk. And you know who they're going to talk to is they're going to talk to people that have had a faith and a confidence in God. Most of the people I'm talking about aren't even born again. But there's no greater time on planet Earth for you and I to be where we're at, to be prepared and ready to handle these conversations. And why have we, for the last two and a half years, have we been learning how to pray for people every single day? I've been praying for you for two and a half years every day, and I've never missed one day. God is my witness. Not one day have I missed praying for you in two and a half years or whatever the time period's been. Why, why, why have we been learning the word the way we're learning the word and staying connected to God? Because we have to hear him. Now, <clears throat> this is probably... We've been here 30 years. This was probably 25 years ago. And I don't remember if it was you in the middle of the night or in the morning or vice versa. But one of us woke up in the middle of the night. And the other one woke up 
just as we woke up in the morning and we both knew our children were little and three of them were going, I don't even know if you were born, and three of them were going with some other people traveling in a van with about seven or eight people, nine people in a van and they were traveling to do some music stuff or something. And we just knew our girls weren't going. We just heard God say, in so many words, we heard him say, they're not going. And we told them, and we told the people, and everybody was mad, and everybody was upset, and everybody was emotional, and everybody was whatever, but we heard God. And, and, and like I said, I mean, I can't tell you how many times through the years we've gone places, we've gone here, there, as my, as my daughters have grown up and, 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 you know, live their own lives and do what they do, you know, they still, as their pastors, they may go somewhere and say, you know, would you just pray? I'm, I'm we're going out of town and just want you to pray. Would you just pray? I can't tell you how many times I've done that through the years. Never got one thing. I mean, don't you think it would be kind of weird that I have to pray for somebody to be able to hear what's right for their life. I mean, every other thing, you know, they can't do, they can do, they can't, you know, those kind of things. You know, you know how weird that is? That's controlling. But like I said, maybe a dozen times, maybe 10 times in 40 plus years, have I heard something from God? That was one of them that night. I heard it. Other stories like that where we, I heard God and God said, that's not what I want you to do. Because see, God doesn't speak in fear. He, did, he didn't tell me that morning, go and see Pastor John, don't go, you go, you're going to die. He didn't say that. But see, if he said that and it was real loud and it was like an audible voice, people could hear that and they'd get afraid and not do it. If he's not the God of fear, why did he put fear on us to teach us something? See, he gave us his word, and he's taught us his word, and the word is out there, and it's taught us how to stay connected. Men ought always to pray and not turn coward. Always. It's vital that we live that type of a life. The other, the, 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 the majority of time in your life, God's going to speak to you through the still small voices, a number of different scriptures. We talked about it many times, but just for the sake of time tonight, I'm going to read out of Romans 8 and starting with verse 12. I want you to get this because I've got two examples I'm going to give you that I think are vital for our, the day in which we're living in right now. Therefore, brethren, we are not debtors. We're not indebted to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. Did you hear what he said? We're, we're, not, we're not created to live according to what flesh says. If you live according to the flesh, you got to die to that. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, then you'll live in the life of God. In other words, you'll live in this constant connection and awareness and the knowing that what God is saying. Because most of the time, natural circumstances are not going to come into 
agreement with what God is saying. They may, they may confirm something in the natural. That, uh, time, there's times that that happens. But I'm telling you, there are a lot of times you're going to be faced with something that looks one way, and God's telling you something different. Now, I want to show you this. Watch what he said. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons and the daughters of God. You did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you've received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness. It bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if we're children, then we're heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified with him. There's a lot said there, but I want to just hone in on these two points. Um, we're, we're part of a network out of Virginia Beach, Wave Network. My wife and I are directors of that network, and it's, you know, there's probably, I don't know, 100 churches that are associated with Wave. And um, we have a director's meeting every year, and the director's meeting is in Florida Monday, this Monday. So we had plane tickets and hotel, and they set most, they set most of that up for us when we, when we go there. And so we had, we had that set up. So as things were evolving, you know, I had, it doesn't matter who, who or what, just had different people like texting me and saying, hey, are you going to the director's meeting? And I said, well, as far as I know, I haven't, no one's canceled it or anything. Yeah, but I mean, because of everything else. Okay, so. This is what I want to drive home. This is the way we have to live day to day. Okay? I'm, my, Becky and I are going to Fort Lauderdale. We have tickets. We have a hotel. We're ready to go. We've already scheduled that. We don't go unless we pray about going. Okay? So, no matter what's going on in the flesh, in the natural, I can't change my trip and whether I go or not based on what's happening in the natural, first and foremost. Because, see, so, I know I'm supposed to go, but if I look in the natural and I let fear tell me what to do, then fear is going fear's gonna to tell me you just have to cancel. Now, what did you miss in there? You miss in those times asking God what he thinks. Yeah, but you know, it, I mean, I mean in the, come on, you have common sense. God gave you a brain. Uh. Sometimes I wish he didn't, you know. I mean, no. I'm saying, yeah, he gave us a brain, but that, that mind has to be renewed. Okay? So, I find out from the leaders, are we going? Well, what do you think? Well, I'm taking it day to day. At the moment, you'll see us there. If I, I, I and, and I told them, I said, and on the day that we go, if... God tells me anything different at, at, at this moment, we're, we're going, unless you all cancel. 
or unless you know, we can't fly or whatever. But if I get to the airport and I'm standing there and all of a sudden I get something, a sense, or I hear something, like I've only heard 10 or 12 times in my born-again life, then I can't go. But I can't listen to information and make a decision and then go tell God what I'm going to do. It just doesn't work. We're not going because they canceled. But not because God told us not to go. And there's no reason to go just to get on the plane. Well, you know, we're going to just go anyway just to show we can. No, no, we don't have to do that. You don't have to be stupid about it. But what we have to learn is that that still small voice, that witness in our spirit. My spirit and the Holy Spirit are one, and the Holy Spirit wants to make, show me and give me this witness that something is right or it's not right. Um, as some of this other stuff got started getting closer, I had a trip planned to Mexico. Had it planned for a year. I was asked to, or not, maybe not a year, maybe not quite that long, but maybe eight months or so. And I uh, was asked to do a conference in Victoria, Mexico. And uh, prayed about it. Believed I was supposed to go. Told them I was going to go. When a few people that I knew found out I was going to go, they were worried about the cartel. What about the cartel? I said, well... I prayed about it. I talked to the people that wanted me to come. We discussed what we're doing, and I believe it's right, and I have a trust in those people. I know those people. That was part of it. Going to another country, you don't want to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I declare over myself every day, I will not be in the wrong place at the wrong time. I'm always where God wants me to be. Why? Because I hear his voice, and I do what he says. So I'm going to go to Mexico. People start talking about the cartel. Then people start talking about the virus. But God didn't change anything inside of me. I made sure with the authorities that it was okay for me to go across. All of that kind of thing. I mean, there, there wasn't, you know, there wasn't even any, there wasn't, at that the time when I went, there wasn't even anybody, you know, even trying to convince you not to go. Everything was fine. It was open. I went. I did what I did. Not going to let fear try to tell me, the natural circumstances try to tell me what to do. But I'm not going to be in pride and have an attitude that says I can't flow with the natural authorities. But at the end of the day, what really matters is that I'm able to hear what the Holy Spirit is witnessing for me to do. What he is giving me the peace in the decisions that I make. Um, just about having service here tonight. And, and I'm, not, I'm not, listen, it, it, other people that aren't having service, 
tonight and God told them to do that, that's their deal. You, you understand? I'm not saying that ours is better. I'm just giving, I'm just telling you, when I, when, when I saw what President Trump said, when I first heard what President Trump said, he didn't, he didn't demand people to not meet in more, with, with groups more than 10. He, it was his suggestion. Then when I saw what he said and I heard him say it, you obey your local authorities. Whatever they tell you for your area, what's best, because they're getting information from around the United States. When I saw both of those, then I'm good. And in my spirit, it's business as usual, right? Because if, if fear doesn't rule our lives, then it's business as usual, unless what we do is going to affect someone else, it's going to hurt someone else, uh, unless what we do is, you know, it, it, we're, we're, we're going against, like I said earlier, and I've said it several times, the authorities of, of, of our local government here, if we're going against that, then we're in rebellion. You can't expect for the blessings of God to work and flow in your life. But at the end of the day, if I'd have just been at home sitting in front of the television and listened to the news, I, I may have come and used as an excuse, well, we shouldn't have service because President Trump said this about 10 or more people. I'm looking for ways to have church because I don't get anything in my spirit not to have it. That's the way we have to hear him day to day. I'm giving you examples of how I'm hearing him, and that's the way I pray. A lot of the time that I spend hearing him, I spend praying in other tongues, praying in the Spirit. What does it do? It builds you up in faith. When you're in faith, then you're not a coward. Then you're not running from situations and trying to get out of them. You're looking to stand in the midst of the fight in faith. Not in stupidity, not being, not, not being responsible, but not afraid of it. We were created for these times to stand up in faith and trust God. I'm, I'm telling you, God has our back. All of humanity, you understand. God has humanity's back, and he's speaking, and he's nudging, and he's giving witness about what's right and what isn't right, what's going to happen, what's not going to happen. And I'm just telling you right now, do not be afraid of this thing. Do not be afraid of it. Be smart. Do the things you're asked to do. Don't, don't you know, I saw David, Huff, David Huffaker when he came in the door around 6 o'clock, and he put his hand out, and I just went like this. And I said, you know what? I'm not afraid to shake your hand, but I'm going to bump you with my elbow or bump you with my fist or kick you in the knee or not or whatever, <laughs> or, or do whatever, because that's what they're asking us to do, you know? And if it was just about me, and probably if it was about 20 years ago, I would have had an attitude about that, and uh, you know, <laughs> there's no faith in that. You don't have to have an attitude to walk in faith. You have to be smart. You have to do what you're asked to do. Can you say amen to that? But all of this is about our connection with God. All of it is. And in Hebrew... My last verse, in Hebrews 10, and verse 35, it says this. <clears throat> Therefore, we do not cast away our confidence, which has great reward. Whew. 
For you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, what's the will of God? 1 Thessalonians says the will of God is, is to rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in all things give thanks. When you develop that mindset and that attitude on a day-to-day basis, you've stepped into the will of God, and he says this, after you've done the will of God, that you'll receive the promise. Hearing God and hearing him for what his will is in every situation day-to-day in your life is the key to your success. We don't have to be afraid of staying in prayer always, of praying without ceasing, because it's not 24-7 on your knees. It's the awareness and the connection with God at all times. I, I may have said this years ago. I don't know, maybe not. I've heard a lot of people say it. Well, you know, I, I, I'm all about that God thing with, you know, in this area, but over here I've got it under control. And I've heard people say that. Well, that thing you got in control is set up for disaster, right? We don't want to be those. We want to be the, those that are connected to God 24-7. I'm aware of God all the time. I'm hearing his voice, learning to do what he says, not be about myself, but be about what he's concerned with. Do you think that this coronavirus and the effects of it, because what, what people are really nervous about right now is the economy. That's what people are really freaked out about. Do you think this is bigger than God? I'm, I'm, I'm just asking the question. I, I'm, and, and listen, you have to be able to answer that from in here. And the only way you can do that is that you are a person daily that has a daily routine of hearing yourself declare and speak what the promises of God are. About eight years into my born-again life, I was with a... How many remember David Howard? Five of you. Anyway, um, David was in my life, and, and about eight years in, I really thought I had a hold of everything, had it all figured out, you know, the next man of faith and power for the hour for the planet, something like that. And God used him to kind of rebuke me and tell me, you're not all that. I was young, and I was, man, had seen miracles and things happen, and manifestations and blessing in a lot of different ways, but, but he just told me one day in front of a whole group of people, you're not all that, and you need to develop a real relationship with God. It made me so mad. Man, it made me mad. And the next day I told him, And I shared some things with him. And when I saw what he was really saying, and I realized what I really didn't have, that's what I went after. And you know, at that point, I could have been offended. 
could have whatever in, in my life, because he was a, like a spiritual father in, in, in that point in my life. And I could have been offended and taken the offense and gone a different way. But I didn't. Man, I'm so glad I didn't. I stayed with the word, continued to stay with the word. And, and I'll just say, I'm just talking, I'm just saying this about myself because you have to say it for yourself. But I was created to live in this time. I was created to live right now. To walk by faith and not by what I see. Stay connected to God. Pray without ceasing. Being connected to be able to hear if God wants to speak to me the way he's done to me 10 or 12 times in my walk. Or to have that awareness of the nudging of his spirit knowing I'm supposed to do something or not do something because of the peace that I get or I don't get. And just knowing God's got my back. I don't have to fret over things. I'm telling you tonight, you don't have to fret over your job, over money, how it's going to work out. You don't have to fret over it. What God wants you to do, his will for your life today, is to rejoice, pray without ceasing, stay connected to him. And give thanks in all things. Father, I just thank you. You know, I don't know, this looks tough, this looks whatever, but I just thank you, Lord, that your word is true. You meet all my needs according to your riches. And Father, I just thank you for showing me people that are worse off than I am to help, to, for me to help them and to be a blessing to other people. Because that's what God wants you to do. He wants you to be a blessing. In the midst of you being a blessing, his blessing flows. Not us concentrating and fixing our attention on ourselves.